Some went off to sea in ships, plying the trade routes of the world. They too observed the Lord's power in action, His impressive works on the deepest seas. He spoke, and the wind rose, stirring up the waves. Their ships were tossed to the heavens and plunged again to the depths. The sailors cringed in terror. They reeled and staggered like drunkards and were at their wits' end. Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He calmed the storm to a whisper and stilled the waters. What a blessing was that stillness as he brought them safely into harbor. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them exalt him publicly before the congregation and before the leaders of the nation. He changes rivers into deserts and springs of water into dry, thirsty land. He turns the fruitful land into salty wasteland because of the wickedness of those who live there. But he also turns deserts into pool of water and the dry land into springs of water. He brings the hungry to settle there and to build their cities. They sow their fields, plant their vineyards, and harvest their bumper crops. How he blesses them. They raise large families there, and their herds of livestock increase. When they decrease in number and become impoverished through oppression, trouble, and sorrow, the Lord pours contempt on their princes, causing them to wander in trackless wastelands. But he rescues the poor from trouble, and he increases their families like flocks of sheep. The godly will see these things and be glad, while the wicked are struck silent. Those who are wise will take all of this to heart. They will see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. On this week's episode, we're going to continue in Psalms 107 from where we left off a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, we read from verse 1 to verse 22. And this week, as we just read, we're going to continue from verse 22 to the very end of the psalm. And as we're in the psalm, we're continuing the chain of thought of, Lord, where are you at in different responses to you? A couple weeks ago, we talked about in restlessness and in confusion. And then we also talked about bondage and when we are miserable. And we also ended a couple weeks ago the episode talking about a hardened heart and a walled heart. My hope and prayer is that we will see ourselves in this passage. And even in our hostility, we can see the heart of our Creator, Savior, Sustainer and fall more in deep understanding of Him and react to Him in a new and a refreshing way. No matter where you're at in your walk with the Lord, you are welcome here. Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah and I'm recording this from Macomb, Michigan. And so no matter how you came to this podcast, whether it was by accident, maybe you came across this on YouTube, on Spotify, iTunes, the Google Play Music Store, no matter how you became a part of today's episode, I am in firm agreement that it is not by accident, 
and that we have a creator, savior, sustainer that wants to show you and show me something in his word as we approach it on this week's episode. And so, as I said earlier in uh, this episode, we will be looking at Psalms 107. So if you haven't been a part of the episode from a couple weeks ago, feel free to look back at part one of this if you want to be a part of this whole psalm as we're walking through it. But this week's episode is going to be a continuation of what we were looking at in week in part one. And so it is an honor that you are here. As I'm recording this, if you're watching the video, the sun is setting. So you see a little bit of the, uh, little bit of the, the sun coming through the window in front of me. And so it's a little, little cool atmosphere here, but I want to record this while we still have daylight. So we're going to go ahead and jump into this while we have daylight. And thank you so much for being a part of this. I want to pray for you, no matter what you have on your heart, on your mind right now. I want to just have an opportunity for you and for me to bring what is burdening us on our heart and on our mind to a creator that cares so much. And so here, let's have a time just to pray and just to be honest with the Lord and to bring to him what is heavy on our heart and mind right now. So let's pray. Lord God, just thank you so much for this opportunity just to seek your word. And Lord, you are just endlessly pursuing after our hearts. And that is something, Lord, that I don't want to take for granted, that we don't want to take for granted So Lord, just have your will and way in this opportunity that we have right now to seek your word and to have a conversation. So Lord, I pray for those that are listening or watching this, whatever they have going on in their life that is heavy on their heart and mind, Lord, would you please just just overwhelm them with peace, overwhelm them with clarity, overwhelm them with your truth, overwhelm us with your, your presence. Lord, help us just see you in a real and relevant way and for us to come into a deeper understanding and a deeper and closer intimate relationship with you. So Lord, we bring who we are to you. Lord, show us more of who we are. Show us more of our heart, even the hardness of our heart and the dark parts of our heart that we don't like to look at or that makes us uncomfortable. Lord, help us wrestle with the questions and with the doubts and the confusions on our mind and help us be honest as we bring that to you. Jesus, you love us so much. Help us understand that love more fully. We need you. I need you. Have your will and way in this this week's podcast. In your name, we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. So we're going to continue to look at Psalms 107. And again, Psalms 107 is a, a song that recounts Jewish history of the Israelite people through different seasons of the, their history. And it highlights the Lord's faithfulness despite the Israelites' reaction to him. And we saw a common thread, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. We weren't able to do an episode last week, and I apologize for that. But a couple weeks ago, we had part one. And one of the things that we observed in this psalm is that there was a lot of different responses to the Lord, but one of the common threads that kind of wove everything together was that despite whatever the external circumstances that were going on in these Israelites' life, there seemed to be a moment of breaking within them all. And we looked at it in the different passages or different parts of this passage. And one of the things, the phrases that we kept seeing over and over and over again was the phrase, it was just two words, but a declaration that just says, Lord, help, Lord, help. 
And so, for for example, in verse 4, it says, Some wandered in the wilderness, lost and homeless, hungry and thirsty. They nearly died. And of course, this is looking back at the Israelites when they were led out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage, and now they're in the wilderness. And they're, they're being led by Moses, which Moses is being led by the Lord. And they're, they're walking into the unknown, into this uncomfortable just scenario that the Lord was leading them to a promised land, a land that their fathers once inhabited, the land of Canaan. But these former Egyptian slaves, now wandering Israelites, are having to have a faith and a God that, for one, they barely know, and they just got out of bondage of a nation that worshipped many, 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 many gods. And so there's just this whole transition that's going on in their hearts and minds, and they're wandering in the wilderness, lost and homeless, following a God that they cannot see, that they cannot feel, and that they cannot hear. And the, the struggle that happened within that time period, and we see that in the Old Testament, but there was a, many moments that the Israelites had a moment of breaking, and they just cried out and said, Lord, help. And in verse 6, it says, Lord, help, they cried in their trouble, and he rescued them from their distress. And it keeps going on and on and on, and I don't want to recant too much of, of a couple weeks ago's episode. But long story short, we saw the Lord respond in restlessness and confusion and bondage when they were miserable and also in a hardness of heart. But as we read earlier, as we look at the continuation of the psalm, there's some things that also stand out and sometimes our heart and our reaction towards our creator, savior, sustainer. So the first thing I kind of want to look at is, is verse 23 all the way down to verse 30. And so I want to read this again and dissect this a little bit more. And as we're looking at this, I guess the cry of our heart is saying, Lord, no matter what I go through, no matter what I feel in this life, or no matter what I go through or what I'm feeling in today, Lord, overwhelm me, overwhelm me to the point that I don't miss you in the midst of what I am going through or what I am feeling. And so as we're looking at this Israelite history, as the psalmist is just recounting just how the Lord was faithful despite us, let's see ourselves in this. So verse 23, I'm going to read that all the way down to verse 30. And this is what the text says. Some went off to sea and ships, playing the trade routes of the world. They too observed the Lord's power and action, his impressive works on the deepest seas. He spoke and the winds rose, stirring up the waves. Their ships were tossed to the heavens and plunged again to the depths. The sailors cringed in terror. They reeled and staggered like drunkards and were at their wits end. And then here's where you see the common thread again. And in verse 28, it says this, Lord help, they cried in their trouble. And he saved them from their distress. I want to pause right here. And as we're looking at this example, the psalmist, as we just read, is recounting times in their history where their, their ancestors were on the seas. And despite the wind and the waves of the seas, as you can imagine, if you've ever been on a boat, if you've ever been on a cruise, it can get violent sometimes with the high waves and the, just the, the, the unrelenting wind. 
And what he's saying, he's saying as these sailors, as these Israelites were out in sea, they observed not only God's power, but how they were helpless in those situations. And in that helplessness, they cried out, Lord, help, Lord, help. So this is another example of a heart and the Lord's response to that heart. And and the heart is helplessness. Maybe you're listening or watching this and maybe you feel like these people that were on these boats and just like our ancestors before us that, that when, when there was a lot more trade and travel on the seas, in the moments of high storms and high winds and high waves, that was a huge example of how powerless you were in those situations. You can do everything you could to try to stay above the water, but at the end of the day, the wind and the waves are so much more powerful than anything you can do to stop it. And so it, the, the psalmist is highlighting a helpless heart that sometimes we go through things that it's just so overwhelming that it almost feels like we're helpless. But despite this helplessness and despite what they felt like when they were traveling in the wind and the right waves, they, in that moment of helplessness, they had many decisions that they could have made. They could have, and we could as well. And sometimes when we feel helpless and we feel overwhelmed, sometimes we can just give up and just say, okay, I'm going down with the ship and I'm done caring. But also another response in our helplessness, and maybe you're going through a moment right now that you feel helpless or overwhelmed, another response that we can have and a response that ultimately will point our attention away from the overwhelming just force that has overtaken our lives but it puts our attention on a creator, savior, sustainer that is God over the situation. The response is, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Their ships were tossed up and they plunged down to the depths. The, sea, the sailors, crun- the, they cringed in terror. They reeled and staggered like drunkards and they were at their wits end. Sometimes we as people might get to situations that we feel like we're at our wits end. That we have tried everything and we are just dumbfounded on what, what else we can do to get ourselves out of this situation. And what we see is that there's sometimes, sometimes our heart needs to get to a place where we feel helpless and that we are done striving on our own ability. And sometimes that's what it takes for us to turn to our creator, savior, sustainer and cry out and say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. And then he goes down and it continues down to verse 29. And it says this, he calmed the storm to a whisper and he stilled the waves. What a blessing was that stillness as he brought them safely into harbor. One of the things that kind of stands out to my mind reading this is that I always try to think of the most logical conclusion of anything. And and in this passage, it's given the example of those that were in overwhelming situations and the Lord by his mercy just calmed the seas. But maybe you've been through situations and circumstances in your life where you look back and you are struggling to understand or see how the Lord calmed the seas in that situation that maybe you have gone through or that you are going through. And, And maybe sometimes, I know in my life I've thought this before, sometimes we can start to get into the train of thought that, okay, Lord, you're not calming this situation. Therefore, Lord, are you even there? 
Because I'm reading in your passage right here that, yes, you calm the seas. And, and I hear a lot of good things saying, like, look, if I seek after you, then, then the, you know, things are going to, I'm going to have peace and I'm going to have tranquility. But Lord, I don't feel that right now. If maybe that's you and you're saying, look, I, I just, I'm struggling to see a peace in what I'm going through. And I'm, I'm struggling to see a stillness in what I'm going through. One of the things that stand out to me is different times in my life where I was going through a situation or a circumstance and the Lord necessarily didn't take me out of that uncomfortable situation or that circumstance or that heartbreak. But instead, what I started to see was in those moments when I cried out, Lord, help me. And my attention was not on the waves and on the, the broken situation, but instead on him and on his word and on his, his, just, his ability and his power and his mightiness and his, and his peace. And I started looking to him in faith saying, okay, Lord, even though everything screams at me in this external circumstance that I'm going through, that there is no peace right now. I'm instead choosing to find my peace in you and you alone. What I see when I look back in those moments, I see that the Lord brought me to a peace despite my circumstance. So for instance, for example, one of the things that stand out to me was, was a time in my family where my parents were getting divorced. And there's a lot of brokenness in that situation. If you've ever been through divorce, then you know how painful that is, whether you, you yourself have walked through a divorce or as a child, you experienced divorce. But it's as in that broken situation, I remember crying out to the Lord to fix, to remedy what was going on between my parents and the heartbreak that I was experiencing. And to this day, they're, they're still divorced. There's, there hasn't been a reconciliation in that way of the marriage. But I have seen and I still experience that the Lord has brought me to peace and peace and peace and peace over and over and over again, despite the fact that the external circumstance hasn't changed. But instead of trying to find my peace and the external circumstance changing, the Lord brought me to a realization that my peace is not in the external circumstance changing, but my peace can be found in a God that does not change, that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And regardless, whatever happens with my parents, that at the end of the day, if I'm finding my peace in circumstances, then that's a temporary peace at best, because the moment that something happens in those circumstances, then my peace is just crumbles. If we find our peace in things here on earth, then the moment that something threatens that, 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 that circumstance that we're finding our peace in, then our whole foundation is dropped because our foundation is not in something that is constant and never changing, but our foundation of our peace is found in something that is fragile. Everything here is fragile, 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 and everything within us longs for consistency and steadfastness. And at the end of the day, the Lord taught me and is teaching me. And through the one example that I just shared with you, even through my parents and the brokenness of that, or even in my own life with relationships and, and breakups and the breakdowns that come from that, he has helped me see that my peace isn't in this situation changing, but my peace is finding my attention onto my creator that does not change. So even if you right now feel like you are that sailor in the, in the waves and you are just trying to find the stillness, the blessing can be found when we find our stillness in him and his word. When we stop 
trying to make sense and control the situation, but instead we say, Lord, at the end of the day, Lord, I want you. I'm crying out to you. I want to be just more in tune with who you are and what you're doing. And I want to be not in a position or a place in a state of mind where I miss who you are for all the smoke and mirrors of this situation, this overwhelming, just brokenness that I'm feeling. And at the end of the day, it is a blessing. It is a blessing when we experience the stillness and a God that does not change because that is a, that is a stillness that is real and genuine. And that is a stillness that will carry with you in, the, in all of the different brokenness that the Lord will, will allow us to walk through. What a blessing was that stillness as he brought them safely into harbor. Verse 31, let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them exalt him publicly before the congregation and before the leaders of the nation. One of the things that, that is really important here that I don't want to overlook as we're continuing to go through this is that when we have experienced the Lord working despite the brokenness of the things that we have been through, when we have experienced a stillness and resting in his word, when we have experienced a joy that surpasses all understanding, when we have experienced the Lord in powerful ways in our life, that breaks down all of the, the walls and the fear of publicly declaring the truth of who he is. So for instance, when, when the Lord has done a lot in your life, when, when you've experienced the Lord and his forgiveness and his mercy and his grace, when you have called out, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. When you've experienced the Lord respond as you cry out, Lord, help me. That gives you the courage and the strength and the boldness and the passion and the zeal because they realized that it was the Lord that gave them the peace. It was the Lord that gave them the salvation, the freedom from the bondage of that situation that they were in. And likewise, when you and me go through things in this life and we cry out to God, Lord, help me, what happens as we go through that, we get a testimony of the Lord's faithfulness to us despite the brokenness of the situation we went through. And sometimes I know in my life, I look at people that are passionate or zealous for the Lord and they have this just overwhelming, just thanksgiving for each and every day. And, and I know for me, I've shared before that I struggle with melancholy a lot. That's kind of like the default emotion that I wake up day to day with. And even though I have a joy in the Lord in the sense of knowing that my identity is wrapped around a God that is real and actively pursuing after my heart, even though I know that truth, it just seems that a default state of where I live is a melancholy. But despite that, I notice others that are just so just excited about each and every day. And one of the things that you see as a common thread when you, when you just listen to some of these people's lives and how the Lord has delivered them and how they have seen the Lord's faithfulness, what you see is that they realize that apart from the Lord, they are nothing. And they didn't just give testimony after testimony after testimony of this is where I was at, but God. This is where I was feeling, but God. And as we go through these storms of life, the Lord allows these storms in order for us to declare the fact that He, at the end of the day, He is what matters most and that He is faithful to us despite what we have been through. And so instead of us responding through bitterness or anger or hostility towards our creator, savior, sustainer through the hardships that we've been through, what if we looked at the hardships we've been through and instead say, okay, Lord, I can look back and see that you were faithful to me through those things because I am still here. 
And the fact that you listening or watching this is still here is a testament and a testimony that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer that is not done with you. And that we have a God that can redeem all things. I've seen it in my life, and I know that there's countless others of our ancestors and our fathers, 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 all the way going back to these Israelites as they're reflecting on their history and seeing that even through all the crazy stuff they've been through, the Lord has been faithful to them to deliver them from finding a peace in this world that, that, is, that is just so broken. The more that the Lord has done for you, the more grateful that you are to be a part of what he is doing. He goes on. He goes on in verse 33 to say this. He changes the rivers into deserts and springs of water into dry, thirsty land. He turns the fruitful land into salty wastelands because of the wickedness of those who live there. But he also turns desert, deserts into pools, pools of water, the dry land into springs of water. He brings the hungry to settle there and to build their cities. They sow their fields, plant their vineyards, and har- harvest their crops. How he blesses them, they raise large families there, and their herds of livestock increase. As I think of this verse, I think about the whole idea of justice. And when we know that somebody has been wronged, there is something within us that craves justice. We want them to have a a encounter with the realization that what they are doing is wrong and is not right. If you've ever been wronged, if you've ever been betrayed, if you've ever been taken advantage of, then you can understand the emotion that comes from that when somebody gets away with something and, and they take advantage of you or others. And, and at the end of the day, what I look at and when I see this passage is that we have a God that is capable of taking the blessing that those that are doing wicked and those that are doing wrong, we have a God that is able to take that blessing that they feel like is theirs and they are entitled to, of taking that and twisting it to the point that instead of them being able to just just bask in in their in their in their plunder, they're able to instead start to see, wait a minute, this is not the, the, the spring that I thought it was. He can turn fruitful land to a salty wasteland. But also we have a God that as we feel like sometimes that we are wronged or that we have been hurt or that we have been just taken advantage of, we have a God that is able to lead us into that, that the, the things and the resources that we need in order for us to prosper. And so at the end of the day, through this whole section right here, one of the things that stand out to me is that God is God of justice and God is God of provision. One of the passages that kind of stand out to me of what we just read and a good commentary on that and that complements this really well is Isaiah 43 verse 19. And we actually talked about this uh, many podcasts ago in an episode, I think it was episode 50, called Look Ahead. And we looked at Isaiah 43. And in verse 19, it points towards, it points towards the Lord's redemption despite the brokenness of where the Israelites were at in this context. We see that the Israelites were taken over by the Babylonians and the Assyrians. And so in that, the Lord is saying, look, despite the brokenness of the situation right now, but instead of you looking at the brokenness of the situation, use this as an opportunity to look back towards me because you have forgotten me when things were prosperous. 
But then he goes on in Isaiah 43 verse 19 to give them a hope towards something that he's going to do in order to redeem them, to redeem not only their land, but to redeem their hearts. Because at the end of the day, the Lord is more concerned after our hearts than our comfort. And in Isaiah 43 verse 19, he says this, For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers and dry wasteland. And then he goes on to say this in verse 25. I, yes, I alone will blot out your sins for my own sake and will never again think of them. We talked about it in in, uh, episode 50. Um, but we, we didn't really touch upon the, the even deeper meaning of that passage. But at the end of the day, we know that God is God of justice and he's also God of prosperity. And that is, that is evident through Jesus. When we look at Jesus, we see that Jesus is the pathway in our brokenness in order for us to be reconciled and redeemed back to our creator and that God's justice has been served through Christ dying on the cross and being covered in our sin. The the payment for our sin has been paid. Justice has been served. And we also can prosper through what Christ has done, that, that, that river in the wasteland. We know at the end of the day that he has provided a way for prosperity because as we submit and surrender and literally say, just like the psalm was saying, God, Lord, help, Lord, help. As we cry upon Christ and we say, Lord, I'm yours. I'm done. Take my life. My life is yours. As we do that, the Bible says that we receive his spirit. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells in us. The same spirit in Genesis chapter one that was dwelling over the waters lives in us. God dwells in us as we surrender to his son. So no longer does the Lord see our sin, but he sees his son in us. And we know that through the spirit, we're able to live the life that the Lord has created us to live. And that no matter what we go through, that the Spirit of God will lead us into truth, into righteousness, into holiness, into purity, into love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. At the end of the day, Lord, you are where I find my prosperity. And despite what this world may do to me and the injustice I may feel, I rest in the realization that, Lord, you make a way in the wilderness you make a way in the wilderness. You are the river. You are the river that, that nourishes me and carries me through this life. And that river is Jesus. And you are the one that will walk me through all the wastelands that I go through. And so the Israelites, as they are thinking back on their history, they are longing for the day that the Lord will redeem them. And ultimately, we know that the day that the Lord redeemed them was the day that Christ died as a sacrifice for our sins and died on the cross on our behalf, covered in our sin. He changes rivers into deserts, but at the same time, he also blesses them and he has blessed us through his son. When they decrease in number and become impoverished, verse 39, through oppression, trouble, and sorrow, the Lord pours contempt on their princes, causing them to wander in trackless wastelands. But he rescues the poor from trouble and increases their families like flocks of sheep. The godly will see these things and be glad, while the wicked are struck silent. Those who are wise will take all of this to heart. They will see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. Heavy heart. No matter what you are going through, at the end of the day, 
not only is this psalm a reflection of the Lord's faithfulness to the Israelites, but it's a call to us to look back at our life and look right now, no matter what you may be going through, and say, Lord, help me see your faithful love for me and your provision and that your faithfulness and your pursuit after my heart, despite my brokenness and despite my sin and despite my rebellion. Lord, help me see your history of faithfulness in my life. And as I look back and as you highlight to me the faithfulness and how you have, you have taken care of me and how you have allowed me to still be here and you have a plan and purpose for me that goes beyond what maybe I have done or what I am doing. And as we reflect upon that, it brings us just like when those sailors got off the boat when they were safely in harbor. It leads us to have praise on not only our lips or on our heart, but praise to our God with our lives through surrender. No matter what you go through, no matter what we go through, may Psalms 107 be a reminder that in our restlessness, in our confusion, in our bondage, in our miserableness, in our hardness, in our, in our helplessness, when we feel like there's injustice, when we feel like that we have a lack of provision, all of these things that we go through, at the end of the day, when we cry out to the Lord and when we look upon the Lord, we realize that we tap into a peace, a security, a, a, a just a identity and a God that does not change and a God that is constant. And at the end of the day, a God that cares about you and me way more than anything in this world can ever care or offer us. May we look and take heart on the Lord's faithfulness, not only in other people's lives, but in our lives. May we have a time to respond and praise the Lord for what he has done and not just get caught up in the emotions of the overwhelming situations that we go through and miss the fact that our creator, savior, sustainer is present with us through good and through bad. Overcome me, Lord. Overcome me, help me not get in the way of seeing you. And that's my prayer. That's our prayer today. Lord, help us not get in the way of seeing what you are doing and what you want to do in our lives. So Lord, we right now in this moment, we cry out and we say, Lord, help us. Lord, help us. We are done looking to our own strength, to our own ability, to our own control in order to deliver us from the uncomfortable things that we go through. But instead, we are surrendering our comfort. We are surrendering our safety. We are surrendering our, our we are surrendering any bit of control that we have. Because at the end of the day, Lord, we want to have a peace, an identity, a security that is not in the things of this world or the circumstances of this world, but in you, the God that is real and active and pursuing us. Jesus, we call upon your name. We look to you in our bondage, in our hurt, in our brokenness, in our helplessness. We look to you and we cry out, Lord, overcome me, overwhelm me. Break my heart and heart towards you and help me just have a passion and a zeal to praise you not only with my lips, but with my life. Help there be a genuine relationship that is centered on what you have done for me. And I just fall in awe and in overwhelming love and in passion of the God who relentlessly pursues. Jesus, be with those that are listening or watching this that are going through the hard, the hardest times that they have ever been through in their life. 
Lord, will you please put our attention on your hope? A hope that goes far beyond what we are going through and far beyond what this world can offer. Jesus, we admit that we are broken. We confess that we are sinners in need of a savior. And we believe that you alone, you alone have made a way when there was no way. You are our river in this dry and weary wasteland. And we call upon you, Jesus, knowing that you are Lord and that you are our God. Thank you. Lord, give us praise despite what we're going through. Lord, we want to know you and we want to make you known. Thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. I want to end this podcast with the way that this psalm starts. Psalms 107 verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. For he has gathered the exiles from many lands, from east and west, from north and south. God has redeemed us. May we accept that redemption and offer our lives as an act of worship to to our Creator, Savior, Sustainer, who has made a way in the wilderness. God bless you. You have a great day. I look forward to talking to you next week. Feel free to reach out to me, whether on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or even by writing a comment on iTunes. God bless you. Look forward to talking to you later. See ya.